Okay. We start like that. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. 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 you could start with telling us what kind of beer you, we are drinking yes. and why you brought it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so Leffe is uh, it's actually the name of the brand and from, from Belgium. And they produce normally uh, Abbey beers. That are beers that are initially uh, brewed on the base from monks, and like uh, Catholic monks. And the Leffe Royale is a beer that they launched in 2012 as a more let's say goldish amber ale from from their from their factory and this, i find the taste very good it's not that bitter and it's a bit different from from the normal blonde from left that's quite like summerish and you can drink more like in a light way and yeah i, I brought because i i'm really big fan of left brewery they have very good beers and yeah yeah Finally, what? How do you like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's um, uh, we drank before um, the Abbey. Uh, I have no idea how to call it yet. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, really similar. Um, it uh, has a, a really strong taste, but it's not um, uh, this bitter and hot yeah. as um, as the German bees yeah. used to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it. For me, it's a very, very nice beer. It's not something you would like to, like, drink two bottles yourself on your own. But it's like for 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 really enjoying, enjoying beer. Yeah. It's it's the the right kind of beer yes. for like a, a cozy evening in exactly. the winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially this uh, this kind of beer, uh, a bay beer. They normally have a bit more alcohol percentage than mm -hmm. a normal a pilsen. And then also like you you can taste all. That you're getting, <laughs> let's say, uh, more heavier, <laughs> uh, faster. Yeah, so, but of course, it's more beer for like appreciating. How much do we have here? This is, I guess, seven uh, something. Seven, yeah, seven point five percent. It's almost like the IMDb score when it's like ten. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Actually, if it has more than seven, you have to drink it. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, talking about the IMDb uh, database, there is also a beer rate. There is a, a website called ratebeer.com, and you can find like several opinions of specialists or even like brewmasters, but also from people like like us, you know, like people that just enjoy and say, "Yeah, I tried that one and I found." Really good, or no, I didn't mm. find good, or the taste was is okay, and it's good for cold day or the summer day, you know. Mm. And and I found I found it very interesting. Like you can also discover new beer there. They have nice sessions, and yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's a good good point uh, to start with. Um, we usually drink beer in the podcast, but this time. Uh, we have to drink beer. We have to. We have to. <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. We have to drink beer all the way through. So 
uh, why are you here? <laughs> and at first, uh, who are you? Yeah, we're sure. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> That's good, right? The, the unfamiliar <laughs> voice is Diego. Uh, I'm Johannes and... Whining. Whining. So do you have like uh, the voices with it and yeah, who are you and why do you talk about beer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, so I'm, my name is Diego and I'm originally from Brazil. Uh, the name of my city is Vitoria. That's uh, on the coast, the Atlantic coast from Brazil, kind of uh, middle of like if you look Brazil, like it's kind of in the middle, and it's a bit north of Rio. And it's, if you know a bit of Brazil and say okay, Rio and Salvador are two big cities on the coast, and Vitoria is kind of the middle. Um, so I'm here to talk to, to talk about beer because I like beer. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm beer specialist or something like this, but just a beer enthusiast and. I kind of enjoy trying different kind of beer and seeing oh where they they're from and how they were made and yeah so and then Johannes worked with me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah we could talk about beer sure <laughs> I, besides about uh, drinking beer I also like to talk and and learn more things about about beer yeah so what did actually make you like special about beer I mean everyone who comes to Germany as a student eventually is confronted with well, let's have a beer but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at some point you you decided to went to go a step further how did that happen yes so at, initially I didn't like beer so I guess my first driver was you know, a teenager mm. all my friends were in high school were already trying beer and say, yeah I'm a cool guy I drink beer and so and say, yeah let's give it a try and I hate it <laughs> it's like how can you drink this <laughs> and but like Life goes on, I guess, getting old, your <laughs> your taste for things change, and I start to, like, drinking beer is normal, like, social drink, parties, and so ever. And, so in Brazil, you have, let's say, one bigger brewery, and they have, like, four brands. They are, the, they, maybe they have 95% of the market, and you always bring this kind of beer. Mm -hmm. And then we are, like, let's say, approach with different beers, normally Most of Brazilians take off a little bit uh, skeptical. Oh, it might be too strong, too light. I might not like. I'm used to my beer. But for me, it was just oh, enjoying different tastes. And I started to be a bit more interesting when I went to Canada, and I, I lived in Vancouver. And they, there they have a few microbreweries, and they started to go like to meet tour, doing tours there to see oh, how is the production, how they produce beer here and then they also have like tasters and then you just, oh, I was just like, oh, enjoying that and then I started being more curious and then in Brazil, you, of course, you can find different beers, imported beers, they're not that easy to, to get and a bit more expensive but I was then trying to, always trying to, to reach them and, and try. When I came to Germany in 2008, and of course, oh, Germany is the land of beer, right? You're gonna try. All my friends were, were really jealous. Oh my God, they're going to Germany and say, yeah, like, uh. and then I was really like happy. I can try all this beer. Awesome. So cheap, you know, like, um, comparing to uh, like a normal, let's say a normal beer in Germany, like Paula Anna or Franciscana that costs, let's say 80, 90 cents in the supermarket. In Brazil, it might cost like three euros in the supermarket. So it's, It's not that expensive, but there's a big difference, right? Yeah. And they say, oh, the beer is so cheap. And you actually, you have access to so many beers from like England or France or the Netherlands or Belgium or Czech Republic. That also makes it quite easy to keep trying. Mm -hmm. And it was just, okay, it seems that I like. I'm curious. I was always reading. I have some books of it, uh, beer. And I was, when I have the chance to go to a brewery, I try to visit some. 
it was like this. It was just, I guess, a normal path mm-hmm. of people that like something. Mm-hmm. And then it was natural. Yeah, and um, uh, do you mention that by time your um, tasting experience uh, is more professional so um you know um i i've, I've got the uh, the picture in the mind um from um a guy who's tasting wine and yeah. he talks about uh, sure. raspberries and yeah. uh, mud and leaf yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know all, I mean, all that stuff yeah I, do, i don't think i'm that experienced on <laughs> that specialist to kind of identify everything mm-hmm. but i guess naturally you start to to get in some some different tastes you know like you start to understanding like the different Times of the taste. When you put the beer in your mouth, you have one taste that's first impact. And then when swallowed, it gets another taste. When you finish, comes the red, what they call retro taste, I guess. That's the end taste of the mm-hmm. beer. So you kind of figure out that, oh, this, this is different from one beer to another beer. Or you can realize that oh, the, at the end, uh, when my mouth was already clean, oh, there's a kind of still bit of t- different taste here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just I just tried it, <laughs> and uh, I think you are right. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but so in this kind of stuff, you start to perceive easier, right? When you, I wouldn't say when you drink more, but you start to <laughs> drink different kinds of beer and appreciate it a bit more. When you taste it more, yeah, yeah indeed. <laughs> Then you start tasting more, and also like even the, the let's call it the normal taste, you can differentiate, right? This mm-hmm. beer is different from drinking a. Like a Weizen beer, mm-hmm. that's so different than tasting a Pilsen. You, this is natural, but some some of them is you can taste a bit different between different kind of Weizen beer or different uh, Pilsen beer because they might be done might be brewed with different um, barley or, or maybe the barley is from different um, place where the, the land or the the earth is I don't know strong in one vitamin strong in another and then this also makes the taste of the beer different. Mm-hmm. Also, the water is important. But, of course, I can't differentiate, oh, this beer is made of the water of the Rhine and this beer <laughs> is made of the water of the, of the Elbe. That's, I, I can't do that. I don't know if someone is, is, is capable of doing that. But, of course, you can just, by experience, differentiate, differentiating taste of, of beer. Um, you said... You were first engaged in, in, in yeah, caring more about the beer you drink, actually, when you first visited breweries. What, yeah. Can you describe like the first brewery you, you were in and what, what this meant to you? And actually, what, how this, I mean, it's like you see the production line of beer. What, how does this change the way you think about beer and maybe... Talk a little bit about the the few the the breweries you you visited, which made the most impression of you. Sure, sure. Um, so I, when I was a kid, uh, we do like visits to like soft drinks factory in Brazil, like to see how is the production line of oh how you build how you make Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. But they also like bring us to other kind of factories. Like in Brazil, we have something similar to Apfelschorle that's called Guarana. Let's see how how is it doing. And walk. I would say that by coincidence, but by business means that this kind of factories are normally close to beer factories because they need a bit amount of supply, of water supply and other stuff. And then, of course, the tour goes to every place, but you just see all oh, this big place where they put the water and the, the barley and so on. Um, when I went to, and then I have this image of a big factory with big silos and stuff. But when I went to Canada, I went to the microbrewery and 
they have very really really small place to produce. Maybe I don't know, fifty square meters, or mm-hmm. eighty square meters it was quite small, quite mm-hmm. small silos, and they were not producing that amount of beer per, per day. You know, like it was maybe five thousand liters in a month, so it was not that much. And I said, oh, that's kind of and people were like caring about. It. So there's a guy that was working there for thirty years. And like his son was already like working there. They were not owning the company at all, but they're just like very excited and very proud to be part of this. And well, people really take care. It's not a let's say a production line that you just throw water, throw stuff, and then get something. But some people they really take care of that. Then I start to get very curious. And I guess this this was a brewery that really like make my head of a wall. That's that's uh, up to the days doing. This is a brewery that I visit that makes like the impact. You know, in, oh. that was I have up to date that's most more most impactful brewery that I have been. Of course, I went off uh, to let's say to more um, famous breweries like Heineken and to Guinness to Kilkenny, and you see all oh, there's a big a lot of tradition, but it's still quite big. You know, like there's a lot of the production. I enjoy the beer, of course, but these microbreweries make really. Make it more exciting talking about is it, it. Is it the people you you see there, or is it more the way they produce the beer? I guess it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, the way they produce the beer, that's more like care, more it's kind of you no know, taking care of your own own house. But also, the people are more, let's say, more engaged to that. So they are more like committed somehow. They are not just employees that are there for doing something, mm-hmm. but they are really committed to improve and to make that. Tastes good and looks good, so I I find this a bit of both. So. Mm-hmm. And um, I do find um, that there are differences in uh, the breweries itself um, uh, between different countries, or is it almost uh, the same? You know, um, uh, you need water, you need yeast, and all the stuff, yeah. and put it together, and uh, it's always the same, more or less. If you follow. Some kind of uh, like the Reinheitsgebiet. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it everywhere in the world the same as you were in Brazil and in Canada and in uh, Ireland and England and Germany in different breweries? Um, I think not. So, um, so, so, and then maybe I will talk much right now. But <laughs> so, like in Brazil, the beer is really light, so it's not at all like the German beer. It's really light. It's Almost like water, <laughs> and the, yeah. it's, it's seriously, uh, it, and it's it's nice because Brazil is really hot, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have a very strong beer, very stark beer in, in a very hot country because you can't drink. You need something to, ref, to refresh, and also, and then this leads to taste not that nice to drink, like in normal temperatures. Normal temperature would say like room temperatures, like. And then Brazil drink beer like really, really cold, like mm. extremely cold. Like all the advertisements say, yeah, drink extremely cold. And beer actually, if you see, beer d- doesn't freeze at zero degree. Beer freeze at minus four. And in Brazil, they serve beer at minus four. So the beer, they have like freezers or with mm. their brand mm. with like a thermometer saying minus four at this, put in the bars, right? Where the bar serves the, the beer. So the, the, it's barely it's barely above the frozen limit. Exactly, yeah. and then you can't you can't taste too much of that. Like you get your mouth frozen, like a yeah. cold. You can't taste too much of of the beer, but it's refresh. It's fine. I I don't complain that much. And and then like I guess they produce the beer in a way that oh you're doing something that's uh, 
is a beverage, but not with too much care. Mm -hmm. And you have always have rumors that this big uh, company, they, they have these four big brands. And sometimes when the demand of one brand is really high, they just get another beer, put the label on, and sell us the, the brand that has demand because the beer also do not differentiate too much. And they do not follow, of course, the Reinheitsgebot, the German law. They just, yeah, they produce beer as a normal beer producer. But like something that we, I saw in an article in a magazine, like they are using like corn, a part of the barley. You know, and this kind of takes, oh, you're not drinking maybe like really malt barley, but like corn. And oh, I, then it might taste different. And in Germany, you have all this thing about oh, you have rules to build to build beer, right? And which already gives a different, let's say, sense. Or maybe they are more careful. But of course, there's still big companies. Probably the company that owns the beer in Brazil, the beer in Brazil, also owns some here. I'm quite sure of that because I know the name. And but you still have like small breweries that are more like care about, like, more careful about what they are doing. And but also start a new movement in Brazil. So right now we have a lot of microbreweries like mm -hmm. popping up in Brazil. Really, they're doing a very good job with very good beer. And interesting fact is, lots of people that the brew masters in these microbreweries they have studied in Belgium or in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands or in Germany, and then they bring the the names to Brazil. Mm -hmm. So there's a brewery in Brazil called Bamberg. Not the color Baden Baden, <laughs> not the color Eisenbahn, yeah. and it's it keep going like they, because they are producing very good beer in a small uh, in small size, and we doing like brewing beer with very like with good care, mm -hmm. and then you see like for instance there are a base beers or like trappist beer that beers that are brewed in monasteries, which is really like a non-commercial stuff. So they sell only the beer to sustain the monastery, and then it's all. There's no commercial stuff. There's no nothing, no ads on TV or something like this. Mm -hmm. And I guess this makes a difference, right? I guess this takes a bit of oh, it's a commercial stuff to something that oh, of course there's money going on, but it's more like to try to make something good. Mm -hmm. right? um, can you give us um, uh, the? Best beer you taste yeah. of those micro breweries, <laughs> yeah, sure. and so we can try to get it here in Europe. Uh, yes, and the best is from Belgium. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry for saying that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is a kind of beer called uh, Trappiste, and this beer is produced by the Trappist monks, or at least in Trappist way um, monasteries. And there are there are only ten beers in the world that can be called Trappiste. Six are from Belgium, mm -hmm. two from the Netherlands, one from Austria, one from the US. They, they have one there right now. One of these beers is called Vetsvelleren. That's the name of the city where the monastery is. And this beer is produced by monks, like in a very small quantity. Probably, I don't know, something around 10,000 liters a year, 50,000 liters a year. So it's not that much if you think about production in big breweries. And they drink the beer themselves. So <laughs> they, they drink the beer themselves, yeah. and they sell, of course, they sell to be to be able to finance the, the monastery. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get this beer is calling the monastery. <laughs> so uh, let's let the, the only official way is calling them. And they have like hours, daily hours that we can call, maybe like one or two hours per day, and you can try to call them. And you have a line of calling people to <laughs> trying to get the beer. And then when you get the connection, you can say, okay, I would like to have one, two three crates of beer 
but not as much as you want, as, as much as they have there because they put in, the, in their website, okay, today we are selling two crates of beer. <laughs> so today we are selling 10 crates of beer, 10 crates of blonde beer. Then you can try to get one or two, I guess the maximum that they sell is two per person. As soon as you get a connection and you buy the two crates, you give uh, your car plate number and then they, they, they wait to you at the monastery. So you have to go there and pick the beer there. The nice thing is they have a restaurant besides the monastery. Mm -hmm. So you can go there and eat something, drink the beer. And I guess they have, they used to have some like gift set with two bottles and a glass, but it's not easy to buy two there. <laughs> sell in, 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 the, in the restaurant. But you, you actually did get a chance to taste yes. one. Yeah, it, it tastes more than one actually. Um, because <laughs> they, they produce, the, the production is not that big. And so they also do not have the structure to produce too much beer. So last year they faced some financial problems, and then they asked help for a big supermarket in in in, the, in Belgium, and then the supermarket they, then the only place, the only supermarket that was allowed to sell this beer was this this chain, and then they gave the whole profit of the beer to the monastery, so they put prices like let's say the profit on top of the normal price, and then give back to the to the monastery. Oh, and then people ask, oh, why they did this to supermarkets? Because it was easy for them to distribute, right? The supermarket could pick up and sell, bring around Belgium, and then they could sell the beer and get profit to build, do some renovations in the monastery. And the beer is actually not that expensive. If you go to a website, I guess it's something like 30 euros or 40 euros, like 20 bottles for beer that's quite hair, it's, it's okay. And this beer is rated for lots of people as the best beer in the world. And they have three kinds. They have the blonde one, that is a normal blonde trappist. They have one called eight, so Vesvalerian eight, that has eight percent, is a bit more darker. And they have the Vesvalerian 12, that's of course stronger. And this is named as the best beer in the world. And you, again, you can get one box for like 50 euros, which is 250 per, per bottle. Same that you would pay for imported beer here in Germany, English beer. It's just very difficult to, to get it. I I got the, the, the actual friend of mine when he was visiting Germany. He he was he's also very like enthusiastic of beer. He got from eBay one guy who was selling like eight or nine bottles in eBay on eBay, and he paid I don't know lots of money for it, and he got a good right. Once when I went to Brussels, in Brussels there's a big shop called Beer Temple where they sell beer from all around the world. And they are authorized to sell a small amount of West Valerian. So when I went there, they had six bottles. I bought all the six. <laughs> I bought home. I drank when I finished my master's degree. <laughs> Celebrate. That's, that's, that's a fairly good celebration. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was really like, happy. And yeah. So it's uh, this one? Yeah, West Valerian. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And it is really good. But there are other Trappist beers. Like uh, there's uh, Westmaler. There's... Very good Trappist beer and Hockerfall and Oval. Oval you can get easily here in Germany. Mm. And they are indeed very, very good beers. Okay. Yeah, it's um, quite a few. Yeah. Uh, what, what got me interested a little bit is he said, okay, in Brazil we have a different climate, so the beer is different. And uh, in Germany you always hear like, yeah, Germany has like a beer culture. Right? Mm -hmm. Because we... we, we We are doing beer breweries since ages. <laughs> uh, can you can you see the culture of the 
Are, can you can you see the culture leak through when you drink a German or a Netherlands or a British beer? Is it something like you you see that the development of the UK has been different when you drink a beer from London? Um, I, I'm not sure. Like what I can I can see, f for instance, is as soon as I go to Brazil and I drink a Brazilian beer, I imagine summer. Like it's clear because you drink a very cold beer, very light beer. Normally, like, so I live in the coast in Brazil, so it's it's quite like that. And then when you go to drink a English beer, I you imagine rain. <laughs> I don't imagine rain, but I imagine more more like cosmopolitan city, like London. I imagine staying in the pub, you know, like in this after the eight walk and then getting a pint. So it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. And Germany is a mix. Because so I lived a lot for a long time in Aachen, so there's a lot of coarse beer there, which I don't like. Particularly, I do not like coarse too much. Um, but it's more like a, let's say a celebration beer somehow. I don't know. And then you go to like to München and you're gonna drink like a Oktoberfest beer, and then you imagine right these big mugs and those people like <laughs> getting crazy. And I guess if I drink a German beer, I feel I sense a bit more of tradition somehow. You know, like, like, oh, this is, this is, have been done for like several years and people really enjoy and they're proud of that. And then I really, that's the sense that I have, right? And then in Brazil, I just feel, okay, this is summer, like, this is something to mm -hmm. make me, <laughs> to refresh me <laughs> somehow. <laughs> But uh, if country developed different, I, I, I don't know, it might be. So, like US, you could not, not drink alcohol for a long time, right? And mm -hmm. still, they develop in some way that still have a, That's alcoholic culture to the end. What do you think about um, beer with um, flavors? Uh, for example, yeah. um, and what I'm, do you think about the Reinheitsgebot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, um, uh, um, yesterday evening in the pub, we got yeah. the last beer, the, the punk. Yeah, the uh, punk, yeah, yeah. And it, for me, it tasted like it's flavored with some kind of herb, yeah. and I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, the point is, so there's. So there are kind of two, two kinds of beer, right? Mm -hmm. There are the ales and there are the lagers. And the lagers are most German ones. They are like beer in cold temperature. Mm -hmm. And the Pilsen's, for instance, the Ma Martin, Martin's. How do you say in German? Martin beer? Well, Martin beer? That's Matt's beer. Matt's beer, yes. And box. So these are lagers. Mm -hmm. And you... And it all most of them follow the, the German rule, and the ales are a bit more or less the they are brewing warmer temperatures, also in UK, for instance, but like in a warmer place environment, and they are a bit more flexible, right? So they can have different hops on that. They can mix different kind of barley or flour malts, and they can even add herbs on it. I find interesting. So like an IPA, for instance, an India Pale Ale, I like. I find like. A, Refreshing taste. There are also like more citric tastes that I also enjoy. But for instance, I'd not like the fruity ones, like the the ones that with strawberries or like raspberries. This I, I find the cherries. The, the cherries. <laughs> that's I do not like. But like drinking a hotler, for instance, beer with like lemon juice, it's fine for me. I find it very refreshing. There's nothing. Oh, you cannot drink this beer with flavor. But it's okay. You now and what I find interesting from the ales is that they. They always use different hops and they try to mix them and they put some flavor on that. And it's, it's fine, right? Like, for me, it doesn't be, make a big impact. I'm not that gay. I'm not the guy that, oh, beer must be a lager made in the 
with <laughs> only the three ingredients on mm. from the from the rule and yeah. just fine like actually my perf- my favorite beers are ales so yeah. not <laughs> not beers but, yeah. yeah yeah I mean the the it's interesting when you look at the story of the Reinheitsgebot because it was invented as a protective measure yeah, measure, yeah. against against uh, yeah economic strengths of other beers so it's not like they wanted to they they didn't invent it for health issues yeah. which, which people today <laughs> kind of believe indeed and and then if you think like i guess the first uh, first beers um, like historical let's say people that find okay the first beer was brewed probably in egypt or iraq and they were brewed with like um, Barley, mix of barley and honey, it's part of honey. And you see, like, the original beer might be way different than we have today. And mm-hmm. if you think, oh, the, like, you have so much, so many different kind of beers right now that having a specific say, okay, this is the way to do, make beers, it's quite impossible, right? Like, there, as I said before, like, there's a, there's a beer called Deus that's quite famous and from Belgium. And looks like and tastes almost like a champagne mm-hmm. like it's really and it's a beer right and people like i don't like that much mm-hmm. i find it interesting to taste once but not something that i would appreciate every day or something like this but it's just like you no know, flexibility in the end it's more like what you like to drink right what you're happy to drink and then but I, i'm always curious to keep trying but i don't think i would try again a sherry beer Something like <laughs> yeah, yeah, although that's that's something with, with, which uh, I think Leffa has a cherry beer. Cherry, cherry, really, yeah, cherry yeah. the ruby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just search um, the um, Stammbaum der Biere mm. um, uh, and uh, I only find a, a small picture one. Um, I know uh, the great one, uh, the big one where you can uh, see everything. And you have really two big um, uh, roots of beer, it's the ale and the lager, and then you get to the smaller pieces. Yeah. I think we should link it yeah, mm. in the show notes. Yeah, when you nice. send, me the, send me the link, I will yeah. link it. I guess yeah. there is a wiki beer also, like mm-hmm. a, and then you can see also like all the, the maps. You can also see like smaller maps, right, mm-hmm. of roots of beer. So they don't give all the taste because you might be also lost if you see like <laughs> 3,000 kinds of beer. Yeah. But you have like the, maybe the twenty or thirty most famous kind of beer under the lager or under the the ale. So you're gonna see like India Pale Ale or Imperial Stout or Stout. Then the other side you're gonna see like a Bock or Pilsen or Weizen mm-hmm. yeah, beer. <laughs> That's a yeah. yeah, I didn't find it. Um. I think the one of the interesting points is okay. I mean, everyone knows of us knows how to get beer. Like yeah. you know, there is there is almost no escape from mm. seeing beers you can buy. Um, but how do you get the the interesting beers, the new beers, the ones you haven't tried yet? Because like I suppose like yeah. uh, going to the petrol station isn't enough anymore. It's not. A, no, indeed, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's um, there are some supermarkets. The easy way you can try some supermarkets, for instance, Kaufland, no, no, Kaufhof, I'm sorry, Kaufhof, in the Galeria Kaufhof, mm-hmm. they have this special, like, a bit better supermarket some, in some places that they sell, like, more quality stuff. More posh stuff. More posh stuff, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you can find nice beer there. You can mm-hmm. find in, beer uh, from England, 
and from Scotland, <coughs> from Ireland, from Belgium, but not that much. And then there is more shops, no, probably more shops. So in Hamburg, there is a shop that I like, is the Beerland Hamburg, and it is in Wandsbeck. And it's really, really nice. They have a very simple like website, but uh, you can go there and talk to the owner. Her name is Esther, and she's very friendly, and she will show you all the beer that they have. And they also have like courses to not teach someone, but like give you some hints how to appreciate or how to taste beer and how to get most out of, of mm -hmm. out of it. And so like you go for like for evening there, and then sometimes they have a specialist there, a real specialist, not <laughs> a fan like me, like to explain you like what where the beer where is the beer from and like what what you do expect. And sometimes they have dinners, so you can like. Um, let's say try beer with like the food and see how it combines and also like with dessert mm -hmm. and all the stuff and makes very nice experience. There are several online shops in Germany. There's one that I used to buy a lot when I was living now. I guess if I'm not wrong, is Bier Zwick. What's Zwick is like a dwarf, right? In German. Yeah, I guess Bier Zwick, something like this. And the shop, and they, I can send later maybe a link to, to mm -hmm. Johannes, it's, it's easier. Um, they say how they have really, really a lot of beers. Like they, uh, maybe have 5,000 different beers there to, to yeah. sell you. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and they deliver all around Germany. There is a shop in France called uh, Beer Sauvieux. I don't speak French, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can also send the, the link also. And they also deliver to Germany, like fair price, and you can get also like special beers from France and from Belgium and from Netherlands. It's also fine. I'm, I was a bit lucky because I was living in Aachen, right? So I could go to, to Belgium quite easily, get a bus, and half an hour you're in, like in Kelmis or in, in another city in Belgium that you can go to, just go to the supermarket and get different beers and, and keep trying, right? So it is one I bought from there, by the way, <laughs> my last visit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I guess, Yeah, this is an easy way to, to find. Because Germany has very good websites so you can get yeah. it. So I have, so always when I go to Brazil, I bring beer. <laughs> My colleagues say, yeah, I have to bring beer, I have to bring beer. And I bring like, some, most of the times big uh, five liter uh, fast. And, yeah. and then this, yeah, let's buy some from Bavaria. And then I, I find a very small shop in Bamberg or in Bayreuth that they ship, oh, this is a Keller beer from, from this, this city, or like a Rausch beer, this beer like with smoke taste. Yep. And, yeah. then they, and it's, yeah, like this, like bacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're saying that, <laughs> right? And then they, they bring, the NASA bring some, some bottles. And, yeah. how, do, how does it do the people in Brazil who are not used to this strong yeah. tasting beer react to that? So most of them react a bit skeptical. They say, mm, that's not really beer, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They say, yeah, it's different, right? It's different in Brazil. They are, they are used to like light beer in a big, let's say, drink a beer that doesn't taste that much, mm -hmm. that doesn't have that stronger taste. And But as soon as this, like the culture of microbreweries are, is it growing in Brazil right now? They are more open to drink something different. And then they're kind of getting used to that. And this is, this, I find that amazing because they are more open. And then, like, you are able to find Franciscan in the Brazilian supermarkets right now. with quite easy. Mm -hmm. Or Polonia. They, they are expensive. Uh, expensive related to, comparing to what you yeah. can get here in Germany. 
but still give chance for people to try something different, not being locked in for big brands, right? And but uh, this is not your fault, huh? No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, I, like, I guess the next step for me is start to bring my own. I <laughs> see, like, I was reading already some books and some uh, watching some videos, and mm-hmm. and they have you can find entire guides for free on the internet, and you can get this entire kit on Amazon or on eBay and the guy, the guy sends you some explanation you can get the hops the mount everything yeah. we, we thought also about, about this doing, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm really like motivated to, to start yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a fairly good podcast from Cars Radio Express theory mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's in German but it's, mm-hmm. it's all about like three hours about how to brew your own beer mm-hmm. yeah. it's very yeah. interesting yeah. and um, they have a guy he's um, searching for a rare um, Yeah, yeah. yeyeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm really into to try, mm-hmm. but problem is this is something that you should keep an eye on, right? So you cannot mm-hmm. leave. Oh, I make but let to ferment and leave mm-hmm. for one month. So you should keep an eye every day if everything is going on and nothing exploded. Mm-hmm. And I work like five days in Berlin and two days in Hamburg. <laughs> so it's still a point where I that I have to decide. Where are going to start my project? <laughs> and on top there. of that, you have a girlfriend in Aachen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, yeah, maybe you have to build the brewery in your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then I, I have a friend in Brazil that he started. Mm. And this, the beer was actually quite, quite good, you know. And he's he's now trying to mix. Like he, of course, at the beginning he was following recipes. And, oh, this is how you do a white beer, like a bison beer. This is how you do like red, mm. red ale. But now he's, oh, I will mix like a red A with a wheat beer and see how, what's going on. <laughs> that's great, right? But that's right. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You can start a factory. And then... Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, an interesting point which came to my mind is actually in Germany. I mean, there is probably no country in the world where beer is as cheap as in Germany. Like even in India where everything is way cheaper than in than in Germany. The beer was more than double as expensive as in German supermarkets, which is really interesting. But I mean if you buy special beers they have a they have a higher price. Uh, what kind of prices do you pay for a beer? Um so I guess I guess I never paid more than twenty years for a bottle of beer. So it's a very special this but this way. Which one was this was was a Duvel But it was a special bottle for Duvel Christmas, and it was almost two liters of beer. So oh, okay. Duvel is already quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Not quite expensive, but way more expensive than normal beer. And then if you get a two liters for Christmas edition, of course, it's more expensive. Um, so, like, a bottle of Leffe, like, as we try right now, is around six euros, seven euros if you're buying in Belgium. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a fair price. It's a nice price for a beer that you're not drinking every day. Um, I guess always depends, right? So there are, for instance, that beer that I really like a lot in Germany is uh, it for me is the best uh, Weizen beer that uh, I have tried is a uh, Schneider Weizen Top X. So it's a special edition of the Schneider Weizen. Mm-hmm. The Schneider Weizen most, I guess, most common is this number seven, Top Seven. That's normal Weizen beer, which is great. It's very good. And then they have a special one that's the Top X. And the Top X has also different editions. So there's editions that the beer is fermented in wine casks, or like mm-hmm. in importer casks, and then you can get a bit different. But the Top X itself is already a special, special uh, Weizen beer. And you pay for a 0.7 bottle, 
pay something around 10 euros, which is expensive for Weizen beer, right? That you can get for 90 cents at the supermarket, but it's a special taste. So I don't have, I don't buy 10 of these bottles ever, <laughs> but once in a while it's interesting to, yeah. to taste it. And you probably, if you do a house party, you probably don't. <laughs> you don't bring, of course, a house party, you bring three boxes of the cheapest beer. <laughs> okay, not the cheapest because the cheapest mm. tastes bad. <laughs> but yeah, but it's just normal beer, right? Yeah. And I guess it's just, it's just a matter of like the situation, for instance, like, a Laffer that costs six euros or a Duvel that costs like, maybe seven euros or um, uh, a Shimai that a big Shimai bottle also is uh, six, seven euros. I find it interesting to buy when I have the chance to buy two or three bottles and live at home as, as I have right now. So when I have a situation at all, I would like to drink a different beer, better beer, then just try. It's interesting that what you mentioned that uh, beer is, Germany is probably the best, the cheapest place. In, indeed, like even like in Czech Republic, that they have quite good beers also, and you have a currency that's way cheaper than the, the euro. Sometimes a beer can be expensive, right? They don't have the very very cheap beer. In Brazil, the beer price is rising right now. I don't know the inflation in Brazil is, right now is it's weird because we the government says something and then you see something different in supermarkets, right? The prices are different. But I'm really surprised if you go to a supermarket, not supermarket, but if you go to a bar and you're paying like three euros for a bottle of Brazilian beer, that's 600 milliliters and you share with your friends who have a different way of serving beer in Brazil. Mm-hmm. For me, it's really, oh, that's weird. Sound in my head, okay, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Three euros in a, in a beer in Brazil, mm-hmm. that's shouldn't cause that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's just a difference in, in that. And when I, I went to India too, right? And when I was in India, I was surprised that um, the price of the, the beer there. Because though, I went to Bangalore, and Bangalore is a bit more international, right? So they have bit, they are a bit more open about alcohol and stuff. And the one beer, like normal beer, Kingfisher, if I'm not wrong, is 95 rupees, and which is a bit, bit more than one euro. Mm-hmm. But if you don't buy a... Heineken, yeah. and it would be 100 rupees. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's out of, of mind. And then that should be cheaper. At like, least. Actually, uh, the the thing I learned in India is if you want to drink beer, you don't go for India. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there, there there are better things to experience in India than local yeah. beer. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't like Kingfisher. Yeah. Is one of the worst beer I ever tried. Yeah. Um, you just talked about the way to serve beer in Brazil is uh, different than in Germany. Yeah. So, what is the difference? Yeah, so Brazil, and uh-huh. this is part. Can you stop because I'm sorry. hurting the recording? <laughs> um, um, I guess the, one of the biggest differences is it's just part of our culture that if you have a 600 milliliters bottle beer, you share. So, you have small cups that they might be like 150 or 120 and then you fill this cup for all your friends on the table so and then you get another bottle and keep going you don't ask oh i want one beer for me and you get your bottle of beer for you no you get a beer for the table itself a little bit like wine yes a little bit like wine but with a bottle of beer mm-hmm. <laughs> but this but this also reflects for instance the way that we buy pizza Okay, the podcast is not about pizza, but just to give an example, we buy pizza, large pizza, and then you cut, cut in eight pieces and then share with everybody and then you order another one. So you don't go to, to a restaurant, oh, I want to have a pizza and buy a pizza for you, mm-hmm. and buy a pizza for the table. And then this is the way that we do in Brazil for, for beer, right? We normally have these big bottles and then you just sharing cups. 
Of course, you also have small, um, like 0.3 bottles that you drink just, just for you. But the most usual is like sharing in the glass you know, mm -hmm. with everybody. Um, and you mentioned some other uh, ways of serving beer in other countries. Yeah, I guess. So like in the US, for instance, you can, you can buy a pitcher, like a mm -hmm. big bucket of beer and, and share with your friends. Mm -hmm. And, and here in Germany, normally you have your own beer when you go to, to a bar and, and ask for, for uh, like a pint or something. In the UK also, is, you can, you can have the both ways. You can have a pint or you can have also a big bucket of beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can, yeah. can you share? I think I, in Germany you can have these big bottles as well, but it's really? like the like an exception rather than yeah, the rule. It's, it's um, the only places I've seen, especially the pints of beer and so on, uh, where more like Irish pubs or British pubs or or American restaurants, um, American restaurants. American restaurants. Yeah. But in a, a traditional German uh, uh, beer stube, yeah, you're gonna have your <laughs> cup of beer. Which, 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 actually, yeah. it's fine. It's just different. It's just different, different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different, but totally fine. So. But one thing that I, I kind of observe, like, when, as we share the beer, and the beer in Brazil must be cold because beer doesn't taste that good and the temperature is quite hot, mm -hmm. it takes, you, have, you give less chance to the beer to get warm because mm -hmm. it's a smaller cup, right? So mm -hmm. you drink kind of faster, which is also bad because you drink really fast in a small cup. Mm -hmm. So you, in the end, you're drinking way faster than you're drinking in Is, is the beer... Germany. Stronger or less strong? It's less stronger than Germany. Probably because when you drink so fast and yeah. you drink a lot in, in these countries because you need a lot of water, it's, yeah. it's like Kölsch, yeah? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah? That's a joke, <laughs> which is kind of real. Like a lot of Brazilians say that they prefer Kölsch beer because they say, yeah, it tastes like Brazilian beer. Yeah. And it's true, like, it's not, uh, I, I don't like Kölsch, like, perfect, but I drink mm -hmm. when it's mm -hmm. served, of course. That's mm -hmm. the, Problem with that? Okay, coach is Brazilian beer. <laughs> <laughs> New joke. Yeah, this is a kind of joke, right? But, yeah, but indeed, it's, it's a light beer, right? Yeah. So it doesn't have that it's darker. Yeah. Uh, taste. Probably something for, for Vani to try, because, um, I mean, between us, mm -hmm. we always discuss about beers, and mm -hmm. I was also like the strong, the dark ones, like mm -hmm. light beer, yeah. like Franciscana, the dark one. The dark one, it's uh, a very good yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he's more like, Curls and, and, and pills, pills and, and like the, the lighter versions of mm. it. So he's yeah. more the Brazilian beer drinker. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you might enjoy Brazilian beer. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe you have to try. <laughs> I have to try. Like the, I, I bet the the beers, the micro breweries from Brazil, you will enjoy. Yeah. They're, they're quite good. The larger ones, I'm not that sure. <laughs> But who knows? Yeah, we might we might try it one one day, mm -hmm. one on the podcast. You can sometimes you can get one called Brahma, the Brazilian beer in Galeria Kofov. I have mm -hmm. found you can get for sure in Beerland. Mm -hmm. you can get Brazilian mm -hmm. beer there, and also like Argentinian beer, beer from South America. It's, it's also mm -hmm. also fine. Yeah. What's the weirdest beer you ever drank? So weird though. Besides of Kingfisher, that <laughs> 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 was bad. No, um, so I drank once. Um, so the, this cherry beer that they sell in Belgium for me, it tastes really, really bad. I, I, I don't like that at all. I find well, like it like that. Um, honestly, I do not like Oettinger. <laughs> <laughs> I find tastes horrible. Really, really yeah. bad. Yeah, nobody likes Oettinger. Neither the politician nor the beer. <laughs> and incredible that 
they sell in Brazil very expensive. Like <laughs> here you can buy for 29 cents or something like this in the supermarket bottles. Or yeah. In Brazil they sell, I don't know, two and a half euros, something like this, like 10 times more. Because they sell, oh, it's a German beer, right? Yeah. It must be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just throw it to the people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like uh, with uh, uh, Corona or yeah. um, Desperados. It's, it's just uh, the stuff that local pe people will never drink. Will so export drink. it to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I drank a beer once in Czech Republic and once in Hungary in Budapest that I regret. Like, what kind of beer that they sell in these two liter plastic bottles, like like a Coke or a cola or something. Mm -hmm. And I traced that Jesus Christ. That was horrible. I don't remember the name. I don't. I don't want to remember the name. Actually. <laughs> But it was was really really bad. Like mm -hmm. horrible. But you 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 finished it or? No, like we were in five people, so we we finished the bottle. But so you can never, can never. <laughs> okay. let's keep with Budweiser or Budweiser. That's yeah. traditional yeah. Czech beer and instead. And uh, what was the problem with the taste of the beer? Can you remember it? Oh, uh, tastes like I don't know medicine. You know, like this uh, syrup that you take when you're a kid mm -hmm. somehow when you're yeah. cold. And uh, it was it was it was really bad. I, I don't want to try it again. I interesting. Like I went to so as I'm walking Berlin right now. Sometimes I walk home and I pass it by a Russian supermarket, and I got one beer that was like two beers actually. One normal one and the one with like seven point five percent, but the same brand. And they have a big like polar bear in the in the like on the on the bottle and say, oh, let's try right, and it was bad. <laughs> and, and the second bottle is still in my, my fridge <laughs> I, had him, uh, I was not brave enough to, to uh, wow, yeah, maybe you have to bring it to the next party yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody yeah, just, yeah. just put it in there and say wait hope there's someone special drinks. beer have, have a taste yeah it was yeah. It was, it was, it was not good at all. Mm -hmm. like, okay. Okay, um, what uh, makes a beer a good beer for you so what what kind of taste do you like at a beer so i like stronger taste like mm -hmm. and more like not i would say not bitter taste but i like smoky taste mm -hmm. so i really like guinness for instance yeah. i like porters like uh, london porter is, is a great beer I, i like this this kind of mm -hmm. of taste i also like this sometimes when they have a bit citric like ipa that we had yesterday it's mm -hmm. all a bit citric, a bit fruity somehow. I also enjoy this kind of beer. And something that makes my taste a bit, oh, like, oh, this is something that I really enjoy, is having something that we're having right now. So it's a gold beer, so it's a, like amber, can also be a red, like a uh, London, London, London Pride, that it doesn't keep the taste too, much, too long in your mouth. So like you drink, you taste it, then after a while it's gone. So you can taste again, you can not keep this like this back taste all the time, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, this is what I enjoy more. Mm -hmm. most. Uh, what do you think about uh, dark beers? Or like, uh, no, I, I do enjoy it. Like, I, I find uh, actually Franciscana, the Donko Franciscana, a very good beer. The, the Laffer uh, Brown that they have, the Brune, it's excellent. It's mm -hmm. also really, really good. And like Guinness is is good and London Pride is good London Port is good like, I, really, I like to right? <coughs> um, we are 55 minutes some um, final questions some final questions I, I, I have one do you have one no. or, okay 
so then then uh, let's finish with the red button question. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I mean, you're when you say okay, I I I, uh, I like I like beer. Like people will automatically um, think, okay, are you addicted? <laughs> so, uh, what is your what is your stance on this, and what what how does it how does it work for you um, that you care so much for the beer you drink? Like, um, I I have heard this question before. Like, every, every, normally when you go to to a party or get to know new people and someone say, hey, what do you like? Say, I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're addicted, you're like alcoholic or something. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I have, I think I'm not. No, I'm serious. I, I'm not. But just enjoy, right? I'm curious about it. And I don't need to drink a whole amount of beer to, to get happy. I can drink one bottle, one cup and enjoy the taste and it's fine for me. If we're in a party and you're having a great time and you're just drinking beer, as time of celebrating is also fun for me. And I'm not that kind of, I just drink beer. <laughs> like in the party and I have a cup, it's, it's fine. You know, like, but sometimes it's, it's odd. It's, it's a bit odd because beer sometimes related to like poor people, not poor people, but like not sophisticated people, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a drink for people that not enjoy whiskey or do not yeah. enjoy wine. Blue colored worker. <laughs> yeah. So this, yeah, it's like for the worker, right? For the, The guy that's working in the factory or so. I don't care, honestly. <laughs> I just, I just don't care. You can have expensive beer that tastes good, expensive beer that tastes bad. I believe you can also have like expensive wine that doesn't taste that, that, that well. Mm. And it's just, it's just a matter of, of enjoying, right? If for coincidence, my taste was for wine, I would be drinking just for, for, to enjoy. And it's not just beer. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a good finish. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. enjoy the beer. Yeah, just enjoy the beer. Yeah. Um, so uh, with this, we are going to close the episode. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. It was very very interesting. That was really yeah. good talking. Um, thank you for inviting me. Uh, we have like a final sentence we always say at the end, which is uh, we of course we don't have a clue, but um, we have an opinion. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you heard. And uh, goodbye. Bye. 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 Do you have a quote about beer to put in the end? <laughs> um, I, yes. <laughs> there's no there's one that I read in the brewery that we went in Berlin last last week it was very nice like give me a woman that likes beer and I will conquer the world <laughs> 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 and <laughs> but uh, there's the, the another one well, how was it like uh, no good story no no funny story ever ever started oh I order a cup of milk <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>